Okay, Megan, if we're gonna do this right, we gotta get all the SEO out in the beginning. Let's just quickly do it. This is the way um, I have spoken. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Grogu. Baby Yoda, baby Yoda, baby Yoda, grow the, chi- the child. Baby, it's a complicated profession. I would like to see the child. I would like to see the child. Dark saber. Dark. B- broke its hand. Luke Egg. Skywalker. Luke, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Red, yellow, leather lightsaber. Hawk Bobadook. It's fun fiction! Welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like it. I know the way, Scotty Moore. And I'm an adorable baby alien that was canceled for committing genocide. I'm Megan Danger. <laughs> We're doing the Mandalorian this week, and I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off right now. I don't think I liked it as much as I thought I would. Like, it certainly had really good shit, but also I had to... I've only watched the first season, and I binged it all in the past two days. And I remember a lot of people online being upset about, like, Mandalorian and WandaVision coming out weekly as opposed to just a chunk you can binge. Yeah, no, I think this show would have been 10 times better if I had watched it alongside the world and just gotten to watch it episodically because, whoo, watching it back to back makes you realize there's not much of a plot to season one, is it? It's it's boy boy gets a Yoda, then does some shit. And then gets the Yoda back. Well, you 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 shotgunned it, which <laughs> I, is not recommended. Like I I waited to watch season two. Um, I only watched it like a month or so ago. But even then, like I watched like maybe we watched maybe like two episodes. So we watched yeah. like a couple episodes a night. Uh, but um. People describe the plot of both seasons, like more definitely way more stuff happens in season two of The Mandalorian, but even then it, it's maybe less plot and more people from the rest of the Star Wars universe wandering in while yeah. The Mandalorian goes, huh? Oh, uh, huh? Uh, but people describe The Mandalorian as like a, a dude... Uh, trying as hard as he can to avoid the main quest, just doing <laughs> side quests that yeah. like if the Mandalorian was breath of the wild, that he's just, he's doing, he's making sure he has done every single fucking side quest before he even looks at Hyrule castle that you got, <laughs> you got like Link, Link Ganon's power is overthrown. And then you got you got fucking Din jarring off on the other side of the fucking map being like, yeah, but this frog lady needs me, though. <laughs> <laughs> and see, for me, it's just it was a lot. I, the way I described the first season, because that's all I can describe right now, is a backdoor pilot factory, which is, OK, you got your first three episodes out. But would you like to see a series about this multitude of farmers and random people that just fucked up an ST, ATSD have their own story? Ah, Maybe, maybe not. Oh, what about this uh, mystical bounty hunter woman in this one episode? Ah, Maybe, maybe not. She could get her own series. 
and then she does. Or maybe you'd like to see Bill Burr and his gang of fuck-ups have their own series. <laughs> oh, see, then I don't think you would like season two because it's just that. It's that, but actually. Oh, yeah, because uh, Ahsoka is getting her own series, right? And then and, there's... And Boba Fett. And then there's the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. And I'm fairly sure there is another one we're missing. Like, yeah. I, I there's, not... there's another one that I'm just not even thinking. Oh, like I think like Bo, Bo-Katan or whatever the fu- the the other Mandalorian fucks. Um, basically, <laughs> everyone he runs into in season two is getting their own fucking show. That yeah, was the th- thing about season two that annoyed the shit out of me is, yeah, every episode was just like, Hey, hi, my name's uh, your name here. Yeah. I'm go- I'm going to go do, you know, that was like, like, what's her face? Ahsoka, Ashoka, whatever the fuck her name is. I didn't watch the Clone Wars. Um, yeah. Was like, like her thing was so obviously its own thing. Like she fights this dope uh, lady who has like an evil like town, which is very, it felt very like Avatar the Last Airbender, her evil town. Oh, Yeah. It was just the way that it was um, set up, like as an evil, like just the uh, what's the word, uh, like the set, the set piece. It, it yeah, looked yeah. like an evil Avatar: The Last Airbender town, not like the actual character or the fight itself or anything. Now I will say the third one may not happen anymore because it was Rangers of the New Republic. Which, in season two, Cara Dune got a badge to be a law enforcer in the New Republic. So, I don't know if this one is going to happen anymore. Uh, oh, fuck Gina Carano to fucking space. That- and God, that pissed me off so much because... The minute, because I've watched it after all that shit happened, so I, I went into it going... Oh, I can't wait to watch this terrible character and love to hate them. And then after a while, I was like, fuck, Cara Dune's actually pretty fucking cool. She has a Gatling gun. Why must you be a shit human? How dare you? Pretty much, yeah. She's not a bad character, uh, which sucks, yeah, because she's a, she's a shit basket of a human being. And yeah, it sucked because I went into season two you know, having liked this character in season one, but knowing in season two that she was fucking horrible. Uh, but me and RJ, we made it fun. We just fucking dunked on her the whole time. <laughs> Anytime she showed up on screen or said anything, like said any, like when the Republic guys like came to like try to recruit her and give her a badge or something. Um, I'm trying to think of like we were just like anytime she was saying anything it was just like oh I don't know I I only believe there's like I only believe there's two genders <laughs> good guy and bad guy the two genders <laughs> I'm being space oppressed <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest I did think I really thought this series would tug on my, mm, this is going to be a hard phrase to get out, my daddy heartstrings. I really thought it would tug on him more, but. <laughs> I thought it would too, like, because like you have, you have baby. <laughs> I have, I have, I will say, I was a little high watching it, but I will say it just made me want to go to hang out with my own baby more than feel for the Mandalorian because. In the first, like, two episodes, it's not that he's shitty to Baby Yoda, 
But there's moments where he just leaves him in the middle of the desert to go off on a side quest. And I'm like, what the? There's a baby. I don't care. It's a baby. See, you got to get to, oh, God, when you get to the end of season two, and he's oh. got to tell that baby goodbye because he's found the space wizards, <laughs> which is God, I, I fucking love. I fu- what, what's one of Din Djarin's best qualities? His utter lack of knowledge about the greater Star Wars universe. Or it's just like, oh, yeah. you, you gotta bring him to the Jedis. Fuck's a Jedi. The <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, that was... I, I watched the clip because I wanted to see digitally de-aged Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. Smooth a 3D VFX puppet that just kind of... <laughs> he talks like fucking, um, fucking <laughs> Philip from South Park. He's got the Terrence and Philip bat, 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 bat thing going on with his mouth. The smooth walker. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I ended up, because I knew, like, I, I knew I didn't want to come into this not knowing about season two, so I did just binge everything, and I I was pleasantly surprised to find more of a plot in season two. Like, not, and I, it's gonna sound like I'm completely hating season one. I'm not. The last two episodes were absolutely baller. Um, my favorite one does have to be where they turn an ATST into fucking Godzilla. <laughs> the one that is the one like Imperial Walker I thought of is like the bitch walker because <laughs> the AT-AT is so much cooler. It no, in this one he goes full Godzilla and it's amazing. It is. So did you actually watch the first episode of season 2? I didn't watch the first episode of season 2. I didn't have time to. That's um, the one that has the dragon. It has a dragon. Oh, that is... The dragon. I was so furious I couldn't watch it because of that very thing. Because someone actually had a very good description for what the Mandalorian is. And it's, hey, take a mulligan with Boba Fett, make another character that's essentially Boba Fett light, and give that person their own story with their own backstory, and you got a fresh canvas. And I went... Oh, yeah, that is all this is. It's just, hey, you want a show about Boba Fett, except you don't have to deal with all of the Star Wars bullshit surrounding Boba Fett. And then you get the Mandalorian. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, what if Boba Fett wasn't a dick? What if Boba Fett but cool? What if Boba (laughs) Fett but cool? But that's why season two kind of bugged me is because why I liked season one was like, yeah, what if Star Wars but without the bullshit? What if yeah. you could take the the Skywalkers and put them over there, and you go and you go stay, stay. No, no, stay. Cut, cut to the end of season two. It, Fuck. Pretty much just infecting with their. Cause it's like I don't want the lore. I don't want homework. I don't want to have to know who these people are. I just want to live in this universe for a while because it's a cool place. I mean, on the most part, like, I, obviously it happens more in season two, but I know there are, like, characters in season one that were from the larger bit of lore, but it was never like, eh, it's this character, this character's here, am I right? Exactly. Which, uh, like, the only time where uh, it kind of helped to know about the lore is when fucking, um, bad guy Mick, not Darth Vader pulls out the dark saber to get out of the uh, the tie fighter and that oh. was when i was like oh fuck yeah fuck yeah 
Fuck fucking Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Breaking Bad, McWizard <laughs> Wizard Powers? I, I, I got un, uh, inappropriately hyphy when he got his jetpack. I don't know why, but she was like, here, this is your jetpack. You cannot use it until you're ready. I was like, you can go fuck off, lady. He's going <laughs> to use that shit in two minutes, and I'm going to be so hyped for it. He's just, he just rules. He's just like, I don't know. It's just pa- Pedro Pascal. Yes. Just doing, doing his thing. But also because you didn't watch first episode of season two, you missed out on Timothy Oliphant's space dilf. <laughs> Let me look at, what's the name of the space dilf? His name is Marshall Cobb Vanth. <laughs> Marshall Cobb, okay. Um, he's, he's, the, he's the Marshall of Moss oh. Pilgo. Oh, yeah, that is a space dilf if I've ever seen one. Because he shows up wearing, because he's looking for, because, what is it? Uh, Din's looking for Mandalorians, and uh, Cobb's wearing Boba Fett's armor. It's a fake-out. You think he's he's the Boba, and then he takes that off, and it's like, That's not a Boba. Well, hey, hey there. Hey there, partner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm realizing you do have a type, and it's just a Jet Li the one different universe Jeffrey Dean Morgan, because that's what this man is. I have a type, and it's DILFs. I have a type, and it's (laughs) Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, oh god, what is the name of the shitty ass human being that I still found to be inappropriately attractive? The homeboy who hires the Mandalorian to teach him to be a bounty hunter and then just becomes a dick by the end of it. Oh, a little rat boy? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought little rat boy was a little cutie pie. He was funny, I enjoyed him, he was pretty clever, and then just becomes a douchebag at the end, which I like because he's essentially like, hey, what if Han Solo wasn't cool? What if Han Solo still tried to be Han Solo but isn't cool as shit? What if he just sucked? Yeah, what if Han Solo just fucking ripped and I hate him? Which made me mad because that's the entire plot synopsis of Deviant was just, hey, what if Han Solo but bad? What if Han Solo but not cool? It's like they stole my fucking idea. I'm trying to think of like, oh, that the episode I brought up earlier with uh, the evil ATST kaiju also had arguably one of my favorite. Because like, this is a question I asked one of my friends who had seen it, which was, is it funny Because Star Wars can very quickly just go into ultimate melodrama, but what is in space? And then they were like, no, you're good. It's funny. And that was proven to me in the episode with the evil ATST, where they see it for the first time and just return back to the farm like, yeah, you can't fucking live here anymore. (laughs) I'm sorry. You were supposed to help us out. Yeah, no, go (laughs) fuck yourself. That's an ATST. Eat my whole dick. Yeah, no, it's super funny. And I feel like most of the humor is just predicated on the fact that, like, Mando just wants a fucking nap. Oh, Mando yeah. don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> Someone also had a good description of Mando, which is he's great at his job, but it's not superhumanly great, which I love. The fact that we get to see, because when I first read about him being the like man with no name kind of Western archetype, I got worried because I'm like, Pedro Pascal is funny as shit, 
don't let him not be funny. And yeah, no, he is still that man with no name, but he's not a perfect hero. Like, he does fuck up a lot he during battles. fucks up so many times that it's, <laughs> it's great, and I love it. It's so good. And then, but, uh, and then, like, the end where, um, Taika Waititi robot, whose name I choose not to remember, is like, I have to remove your mask. No living thing can see me without my mask. Bitch, I'm not living. I'm a <laughs> robot. And then he's immediately like, all right, I'm cool with it. He's <laughs> like, yeah, well, fair point. Oh, fair- see, because you haven't seen season two, you missed the glow up. Oh, well. <laughs> Which is which is very confusing and funny to me. That's why people. Uh, it, it was funny. People, even though Luke Skywalker is on screen for five seconds, people immediately started shipping Luke and Mando. Um, well, yes, obviously. Yes, uh, but they were saying because it's like when he gets the the helmet off in season one, and he's just a fucking mess. I mean, obviously a mess because you know. He's, He's bloodied just, and yeah. broken. Yeah. But like his hair is like super long. He's all patchy. And it's like, yeah, he wears a helmet. Nobody sees his fucking face. He's not really going to take care. But there are instances in season two where, for reasons, he is forced to remove the helmet to accomplish certain tasks. Yeah. Uh, dude's been like, the hair has been trimmed and he has a carefully groomed mustache. And so people were like, who is this for? And uh, so the people were joking that, like, Grogu was like, yo, dad, look. Let's get you Jedi, some ass. Jedi are coming to get me. You want to you wanna look present. They might be hot. You want to <laughs> look good just in case. <laughs> I wish this was my fan fiction this week. I really wish this is what I wrote about. was about Sugar Daddy Mando trying to sweet talk Luke. Now I wish I'd written that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, it's Pedro Pascal, which I mean, the, I, I've... I was not quick on the Pedro train until I watched Kingsman 2, where he is kind of the bad guy and also just can fucking get it. Because you want to see Pedro Pascal, full mustache goatee with a southern accent and a whip, just getting it everywhere. (laughs) Oh, Pedro can get it. Um, (laughs) So... I got I got three things that I gotta hit before. Okay, are they not about how WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks Stone Cold <laughs> fucks up Boba Fett, which made me so happy. I loved that shit so much. <laughs> no, they weren't about that, so we can talk about that first. <laughs> I just remember being told Sasha was in The Mandalorian, and I said, well, fuck, I have to watch The Mandalorian now, and I still didn't, which just shows how hard it is for me to get into, like, Star Wars. Everything post-old, or, I'm sorry, prequels, I just couldn't get into. I think I watched a little bit of Clone Wars, and then I, the only one of the sequel trilogy I've seen is Last Jedi, and I saw it at Disney Springs in Orlando while inappropriately drunk and passed out during the movie. So <laughs> I, this is really my first bit of new Star Wars that I get to enjoy. And yeah, it's fucking good. Actually, no, 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 that's a lie. I saw Solo, too, because I'm that bitch. And actually, Jesus. I really liked Solo as well. Mm. 
All right, you can have that opinion. Oh, are you one of the stinkers who don't like Solo? It's so much. I fa- like Donald Glover. It's violent fan service. It is weaponized <laughs> fan service, and I love it so much. <laughs> Darth Maul just being like, "What's up, fuckers? I'm here as well." <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, all right. What were my three things? Oh, okay. Thing number one. So, Ver- Werner Herzog, who is just there. How did it take us this long to break him up? <laughs> He's just there. Um, I'm pretty sure, if I recall correctly, uh, the thing that I'm about to bring up about him, I, I a thousand percent is, you can fact check me, is a hundred percent true. Uh, but this thing I'm not a hundred percent sure on, but I have to look it up. I'm pretty sure he's never seen a Star Wars property. <laughs> Yes. I'm not 100% on that. You might have to fact check me, but I am pretty sure he's never seen a Star Wars film. Oh, that's so choice. That is it so is. good. It's so very good. Star uh, Wars is a complicated movie franchise. <laughs> but it hurts. Like I'm here to be in the Star Wars. <laughs> I am in a Star Wars. My name is Werner Herzog. Uh, so this, however, is completely true. The first time he saw the Baby Yoda puppet, he cried. <laughs> it is so adorable. Look at this Baby Yoda. It symbolizes the circle of life and death. We just saw the old Yoda and he passed away. And now new, bo- new Baby Yoda, he rises in his place. It is emotional time for me, Mr. Favreau. Please give me a moment. I'm not done yet. (laughs) When he found out that they were considering that they weren't like 100% with the puppet, that they were considering like potentially doing uh, CGI instead, he screamed at them and called them cowards. You are cowards! (laughs) If you do not put this baby in the show, I will walk. This baby and I are linked now psychically. No one understands the power of the mind of Werner Herzog except for the baby Yota. Fucking love it so much. I'm so happy he did that because if he didn't, we wouldn't have gotten the amazing video of, I think it's Robert, or, um, God, what's his name? Blank Rodriguez, the man what made the violent films and then the spy kids. Robert Rodriguez. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was Robert or not. Uh, The video of him playing guitar next to the puppet of Baby Yoda. (laughs) And Baby Yoda is just getting it. (laughs) Just jamming. I thought there would be more Baby Yoda in this show. It's just surprisingly, even though the show's all about Baby Yoda, ain't much baby. It's usually like... Ah, fuck, we've got to go defeat the space rhino. Baby Yoda, you just chill over here for a few. Baby Yoda, can you stay with these people for a few? There's more Baby Yoda in season two. Okay, good. Because I like like his little arc of realizing he has the force, being able to pick up a rhino, fucking (laughs) healing people. Like, I like that slow discovery. Uh, I love when when, when fucking Carl Weathers is like, use your space, baby! 
baby powers. Use those magic baby powers, please. And he's just use like, your, yeah. Use your special hand powers, and Baby Yoda just waves at him. We're all going to fucking die. Also, no offense to Mr. Weathers. I know he is a famed actor. It did. He felt the most phoned in of anybody in this entire series. <laughs> Like, the scene where all of the uh, guild are coming after Mando, and I understand he doesn't want to kill Mando, and that's why he's acting like this, but he's just like, I'm a, I'm a, don't make me do it, Mando. I'll do a big shoot on you, and you don't want to see what happens to Carl Weathers. Does I'm like, Carl, can you wake up for a second for this show? All right, uh... Uh, thing number two is so yeah um, we got fuck fuck Gina Carano because she sucks yeah and so um, didn't Rosario Dawson also do something fucked up and that's why people are like no more Osaka either I don't know if it was I'm trying to remember if it was her or her mom did something or that it was ten, it was maybe her and her mom it may, I'm not make, sure that makes me upset because I I don't know Rosaria Dawson from a lot of stuff, but she is in Clerks 2, which is one of my favorite films. I don't know her from shit, to be honest. I really don't know her. I think she was in she was in Clerks 2. She was in I've never seen Clerks 2. What? You gotta see some Clerks 2. She's on the Go Pick show on on uh, fucking TNT or whatever it is. Oh fucking. But so uh it was funny, um, it, and this is going to loop back. Like, this is going to make sense. So, in season two, there's this character on, on old moth, whatever, moth-breaking bad ship. Yeah. Uh, who, she don't, she don't got a name. She's just officer. But she's in enough scenes, and she's extremely hot. Uh, and she would just be, like, they'd be doing something, and he would call her and just be like, officer. And me and RJ would just be like... Officer, o- o- officer's on the screen. Hello, officer. What are you doing? What's what's officer doing over there? What's officer up to? Hello, <laughs> officer. <laughs> Got like very ridiculous. There's this um, there's this SNL sketch called like the actress or whatever with Emma Stone, where she's like this actress in the uh, porn in like a porn movie, and she's like trying to find her motivation or whatever, and she delivers this line where uh, it's like really high pitched and goofy, where it's like Jared. Why is Godson sleeping over? And so we kept being, we kept going like, we were like, why? What is Officer doing? <laughs> Moff Gideon, where is Officer? Why is Officer not on the bridge? Is it one of the? Is it a bad guy Officer or a good guy Officer? It's a bad guy Officer, but so yeah, she's mad hot. And then we uh, realized after the fact that she's the one that people are campaigning to take Gina Carano's place, like as an actress, because she's. She quite she quite buff, and she's uh she's she of the LGBT, uh, community. Yes. Is it? Oh, this is great. She's I. If this is her, she is listed on the Star Wars fandom website as unidentified Imperial comms officer. That's the one. <laughs> officer? <laughs> officer? What is, what is officer doing on the comms? <laughs> 
Oh, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, this is her. I'm seeing. Um, we thought it was so funny because yeah, it was just we we were just being kind of horny. And we were because we thought she was extremely cute. And then afterwards, when we were reading, like, oh, people are saying that they should just replace and instead of like dropping, because you know the joke was saying you open up season three with, and then Kara Dune died flying back to her own her home planet. <laughs> um. And they're saying, you know, oh, just just replace her. This is the actress that people are saying they want. We were like, it's Officer! Officer? <laughs> officer! <laughs> what were you telling me earlier about when Mando takes off his helmet? What's the nickname that this Bill... Is, this is number three. <laughs> oh, thank God. Because, like, this, this series is the best at, hey, you know that person that shouldn't be in Star Wars? We're going to put him in Star Wars. <laughs> Bill, yeah, Bill Burr, like what? Bill Burr, Richard Ayoade, uh, Taika Waititi. Hey, fuck it, bring them all in, baby. I don't care. Um, oh god, what's her? Uh, Amy Sudeikis. Bring them in. Bring them all in. Uh, uh, was it Jason? It wasn't Jason Schwartzman, was it? Who was one of the two? No, Jason Sudeikis was one Jason. of the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, during the uh, Waiting for Godot segment of The Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, that's a very good description, yes. <laughs> yeah, or the Waiting to Get Killed by Taika Waititi Robot, but that's a much longer name. Yeah. So, in season two, there's a bit where they bust Bill Burr out of space prison because he used to be an Imperial officer, and they need him because he's the only one who could do a thing, and him and... Uh, Mando like bond emotionally or whatever. Yeah. Bilber gets a redemption arc basically, but so they're in like this imperial like mess hall or whatever, and it it is it becomes required for him to take the helmet off. Um, and you know it's it's he he don't wanna but he do. And you get to see that good good face and you get to see that glow up. That handsome um, lad. Yes. And one of the, like, Imperial officers comes by and is just kind of like, you know, you that trooper, like, what's your name? I'm talking to you. And he freezes up and he's just like, uh, uh, and uh, Bill Burr, like, comes by to, like, the rescue. And he's like, oh, you know, around the ship or whatever, we just call him old brown eyes. And it's like, <laughs> oh, what? no. No, what? gross. Yeah, it's real bad. And he does he does repeat this several times. God, before we get into fan fiction, I do want to bring up it's not this related, but it is the greatest thing Pedro Pascal has ever done in his entire life. And it's when they did a table read of a a script of community to promote something like during the beginning of COVID and Instead, one of the actors couldn't be there, and instead they got Pedro Pascal, and because of his poor internet connection, he sounded like the Mandalorian during the whole thing. <laughs> and it was the it was the episode of Community right after Pierce dies, and he's giving out like everything to the members of the group, <laughs> and one of the main things that they all receive are cryo-free cylinders of his own sperm. And Pedro Pascal gets to that line, begins to say sperm, and then dies. He cannot <laughs> stop laughing. And it's the greatest moment in my entire life was just getting to hear Pedro Pascal say, 
here's your sperm. Here's that sperm you ordered. God, I love that beautiful, stupid man so much. He's so... He's so good. All right, should we... Because you told me what you did. And this is another reversal of fortune tonight. Because Megan did a long thing, and Scotty's done the dumbest thing. Yeah, I did. I did your. I did your ballad of Bulbasaur <laughs> proportions. I'm. I'm worried this might be longer. Oh fuck! Hell yeah! Because <laughs> you were talking about like page count, but I think also this just has a lot of dialogue, so it might not actually be. Okay. Oh, God, it's long. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be all about, uh, the, uh, all, all about the Mandalorian's favorite space dilf, <laughs> Cobb Vanth. But, th- but then Boba Fett just kept coming in and doing stuff. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 ru- and ruined it. <laughs> so... So here it is. Here it is. The the most Megan has potentially ever tried on this show. Yeah. It had been quite some time since the Mandalorian had rolled into the tiny outpost town of Mos Pelgo, demanded the found, not stolen Mando armor, an important distinction, off Marshal Cobb Vanth, threatened to blow Vanth's head off when he refused, and then, and this is where things got a little fuzzy, ended up brokering peace between the citizens of Mos Pelgo, citizens being a generous word, and the sand people, people being a generous word, to defeat the massive, fuck-off, terrifying crate dragon that said Mando had also leapt headfirst into the mouth of in order to explode it from the inside. Oh, and if that wasn't enough, he'd done it all with that cute little big-eared, bug-eyed baby in tow. Not the jumping into the mouth of the dragon part, but the rest. So... Yeah, it had been a while since that whole adventure, but that Mando, Cobb Vanth mused as he sat back lazily in his chair with his feet up on his desk, wasn't the sort of person one easily forgot. Cobb was not particularly well acquainted with the Force, apart from hearing the occasional May the Force be with you from New Republic troopers passing through, looking to recruit Tatooine's best and brightest, again, playing fast and loose with those words. But if he was, he'd have an inkling of the fact that the Force works in mysterious ways, and so it was as his mind had idly turned to thoughts of the Mando, decked out in his gleaming silver Besker armor, that his deputy Joe came in, knocking on the doorframe and shaking him back to the present, her face pinched in apprehension. Boss? What's up? There's been reports of something pretty wild going out in the desert, just out past the Tuscan Raider camps. It's got them all riled up to hell, which of course is making everyone here real nervous. No one's too keen to go out that far, but the few bits of intel we have are saying something about a gathering of Mandalorians. Cobb looked back at the small, tough woman, incredulous. A gathering? Yeah, I know. Like everyone else, most of what they knew about the Mandalorians was, well, not much. Founded in superstition and myth and mystery, kind of like those Jedi types. One thing they knew for sure, though, was that Mandos were pretty solitary, not exactly the sort to throw a family reunion. So what the hell was this? I should probably go check it out, Cobb said, rising to his feet, already wondering in the back of his mind if it had something to do with his Mando. 
Not to say that 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 one had been his Mando in any sort of sense of... Joe was looking at him. Why was Joe looking at him? You should get some folks to go with you, Marshall, she reasoned. You don't know what you're walking into here. Oh, she was just worried. That was fair. I'm not walking in anything, Cobb insisted. This is strictly recon. I'm just going to take a speeder out to the desert and see what's what. Maybe they're just doing some kind of weird Mando ritual thing. And maybe I could calm the Tuscans down. I'm getting pretty good at the sign language that Mando taught me when he was here. I think. I mean, they haven't tried to murder me yet, anyway. Yet, Joe repeated, unimpressed. Well, just stay out of sight, all right? And get back here as soon as you figure out what's going on. Cobb smirked and pulled a tight salute. Aye, aye, deputy. Joe rolled her eyes. Smartass. The twin suns were oppressively high in the sky as Cobb pulled on his protective goggles, tugged his bandana over the lower half of his face, and set out on a speeder in the general direction that had been indicated as the source of sand people agitation and bizarre Mandalorian activity. Maybe that part wasn't even a thing. Maybe it was just a rumor. It certainly sounded made up. Like something hallucinated by someone high on spice and suffering heat stroke. Best not to get his hopes up. Eventually he made it to the Tuscan camp and he could immediately feel an unease that permeated the air. He stepped off his speeder, yanking down his bandana and putting his hands up open palm at the group of Tuscan raiders as they slowly surrounded him. Cobb was a known entity at this point. Definitely not a threat, but years of distrust between them didn't wear down so easily. We heard rumors about Mandalorians out in the desert back in Mos Pelgo, he said loudly, as if that somehow made him easier to understand, signing clumsily as he did. I'm just on my way to check it out and see if anyone here needed help. Cobb desperately wished that Mando was there to translate, or at least assure him that he hadn't accidentally offered to fuck anyone's mother. The Tuscans stood silently, their masked faces unreadable in a way that was very specifically different than just the fact that they were wearing masks. Finally, with agonizing slowness, in a gesture recognized in every language throughout the galaxy, the raider that Cobb knew to be the chief shrugged. Fantastic. Cobb turned to get back on his speeder, and that was when something very heavy and very hard knocked him upside the head, and everything went black. When Cobb woke up, he was lying next to a rocky outcropping, somewhere unknown yet weirdly familiar. Next to him was another speeder that wasn't his, a dark, bulky bag full of something, and an equally bulky man with his back currently to Cobb leaning over the edge of the rock lip focused on something far below, binoculars pressed to his face. His helmet was on the ground next to him, and while Cobb did not recognize this man, at least not from behind, he nonetheless felt his pulse quicken because what he did recognize was the armor. It had been given a fresh paint job in the time since Cobb had seen it last, but there was no doubt about it. It was his old Mando armor. Or at least the old Mando armor he'd sort of been borrowing for a while. From this guy. Apparently. But he didn't need to know that. The presumably Mandalorian was fully engrossed in whatever was happening below them, twitching in response to the sudden commotion of yelling. Cobb decided to take the opportunity to call this reconnaissance quits, follow Joe's instructions, and get the fuck home, silently inching his way up from the sand as he scooted backward. I wouldn't if I were you, the Mando grunted without turning around. Well, as it happens, you ain't me, Cobb replied, starting to feel a little heated, reaching for the blaster his captor hadn't even bothered to relieve him of. Lucky for me. The Mando said, suddenly facing him, his blaster drawn, primed, and in Cobb's face before the marshal had even pulled his out. 
or I'd be in a bit of a situation, eh? Now sit. Cobb sat. Mando holstered his blaster. He was an older man, bald, covered in scars, and managing to look both absolutely beat to shit, and like there was nothing in the world stopping him from beating you to shit than his vaguest whim. The name is Boba Fett. You're the Marshal of Mos Pelgo. This is phrased as a statement, but Cobb nodded in reply anyway. At this point, he was more deeply confused than any kind of afraid, curious as to just what was going on and what he had to do with any of it. Then you're the twink that stole my armor. Cobb opened his mouth, frowned, and slowly closed it again. He wasn't sure what part of that accusation he took more issue with. He wasn't a small man by any means, but sure, he had a lean build and when put next to Boba Fett, who looked like a big shaved murder Ewok, fine. Jesus. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't steal it, he muttered. Well, at least you know how to use it. And you won't have stolen this either, Boba replied disinterestedly, dumping the contents of the bag onto the dusty desert floor. Cobb gasped, sick to his stomach. It was a full set of shiny silver Mandalorian armor, Besker gleaming in the late afternoon suns. It was the mud horde signet on the pauldron that got him. That was his Mandos. That was his armor. Where'd you get this, he asked, his voice tight. Why do you care? Boba shot back, an edge in his voice, giving away that he was, for whatever reason, at least somewhat enjoying Cobb's obvious distress. Armor's armor. Maybe I just found it. The Mando I know would never have willingly given it up, Cobb muttered quietly. Please, is he okay? <laughs> that, Boba started, snorting and making a face, is a complicated question. Never mind the fact that you may not have known your Mando as well as you thought. Anyway, I could sit here and try to answer it all the way to your liking, or you could put the damn armor on and we could go help the stubborn son of a bitch. At this point, Cobb had had enough. Okay, look, Fit, I'm a reasonable man, but what the Sandy Sarlacc sucking fuck is going on? Jesus! <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Boba twitched oddly at that particular epithet before roughly grabbing Cobb by the arm and dragging him to the edge of the rock ledge where below there was indeed a loose crowd of Mandalorians circled around what looked like a roughly drawn combat area. He shoved the binoculars into Cobb's hand. Look fast. You see the woman? The binoculars focused and Cobb saw that on one end of the improvised arena was a Mando woman holding her helmet in her hands, her face pressed into a grim, determined line. Cobb thought that she was beautiful in the way that generals are, that she had the kind of face that would, if anything, be only made more so by the blood and muck of battlefields, and also that he would be damn terrified to ever have to face her on one. It was a very expressive face. That's Bo-Katan. She was the leader of Mandalore once, for a moment, when it meant something, I suppose. Okay... Cobb still didn't see how this had anything to do with him or his Mando, who for all he knew could be dead in a canyon somewhere by Boba Fett's hand. If she wants to be again, she needs to win the Darksaber through combat against him. As he said this, Boba roughly grabbed Cobb's head and turned it towards the other end of the arena, where a small, dark-haired, unarmored man in a flight suit swung a Besker spear back and forth, looking like he would rather be doing literally anything else. He doesn't look too keen on that, Cobb remarked. Of course not, Boba replied with a rough bark of laughter. He just wants to give her the damn saber. Who in their right mind wants to be the ruler of a dead planet? I'll tell you who. The same person who refuses to just 
take the thing and insists on following all the fancy rituals and nonsense and bullshit and takes advantage of a man's grief at having to leave his child to make him follow through on it. Wait, his, his child? That's... that's your precious Mando, Marshal. Cobb looked him over through the binoculars a little more carefully, trying to match this man to the Mandalorian he knew, watching the careful way he carried himself, the hunch of his shoulders. Was it really him? But why is he not... Wearing the armor? Cobb tore his gaze away in time to see Boba rolling his eyes in exasperation. Something, something, I've abandoned my oath, blah, blah, shown my face, something, something, not a real Mandalorian, unfit to wear the armor. I'd stop listening at that point. Then he gave me that. The idiot. I convinced Bo-Katan to have her stupid fight here because it's a useless dirt ball in the middle of nowhere. Hey, Luke Skywalker was born here. Fuck Luke Skywalker, Boba spat. Don't interrupt. But also, because I pay attention and I remember Jaren. Who's Jaren? Boba groaned and swatted Cobb upside the head. What did I just say? Jaren. Din Jaren. That's your Mando's name. Cobb ruefully rubbed the back of his head. Din Jaren. That's a nice name. Anyway, Boba continued acidly, I remember him saying that my armor thief was the Marshal of Mos Pelgo and helped him kill a crate dragon. So we set up at the old nest, and I went to find you, since you know how to use Mando armor and might actually be able to help me help that useless idiot before Bo-Katan takes his useless head off and his weird little green kid never gets to see his daddy again. Have I sufficiently explained the situation, Marshal? Yes, yeah, fine. You, you could have just started there instead of knocking me out and kidnapping me and making me think you murdered Manda- er, Din. Boba was quiet for a long, awkward moment before growling. Just suit up, you twink. Cobb hurriedly oh began to strap on the armor. <laughs> as Boba quietly added almost to himself, I'm not exactly in the habit of helping people. I, I, might, I might still be getting the hang of it. Cobb held Did's helmet in his hands, hesitant to put it on. It felt wrong, a deep violation he could only fathom the beginning of. Shit, he thought. No wonder Did had been so upset when he'd seen Cobb wearing another Mandalorian's armor. So why are you helping him? Because I still owe him one, Boba said stiffly, pausing briefly before continuing, with the faintest hint of a hitch in his voice. And because kids need their dads in one piece. Dinjarn wasn't sure what he was expecting from Bo-Katan's extremely serious Mandalorian duel for the Darksaber and the future of Mandalore. <laughs> Honestly, he really didn't even care that much. Maybe she'd kill him. It would certainly make a good deal of things in his life a hell of a lot simpler. What he did not expect, admittedly, was at the outset of the duel and Bo-Katan rushing him, which he had only half-heartedly blocked as she cried, put some fucking effort into it, Jarn was for Boba Fett and what looked like him to come careening out of the sky. The one wearing his armor definitely screaming. Wait, was he pushed? Oh, oh yeah, Boba had definitely pushed him off a cliff. And he was having a hard time with the jetpack. Anyway, Din could only watch, head cocked to the side, mouth agape as the man in his goddamn armor- No, no, it's not his armor anymore. No, no, fuck it, that's still absolutely his armor. What the hell? Slammed bodily into Bo-Katan, knocking her off her feet and into the crowd of similarly bewildered Mandos. In the ensuing confusion, 
Boba landed next to Din like a normal fucking person. Time to go, Mandalore. Din gestured wildly. Boba, what? Why? Who is that? That's the twink that stole my armor. Now come on, before Bo-Katan cuts both your heads off. Just leave the Darksaber if you're gonna be a bitch about it. Din considered this, immediately dumped the Darksaber in the dirt, artfully extricated Cobb from the pile of Mandalorians, sliding the jetpack and shrugging it on before wrapping the other man to bear hug and the three of them taking off. So, you and Boba came to save me, huh, Cobb? Yeah, Cobb murmured, his head swimming, now certain as he heard the other man's voice wrap around his name, even without the helmet voice modulator, that this was indeed his Mando. Something like that. The end. It's so powerfully gay. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Hell yes, dude. <laughs> it's quite gay. <laughs> and I'm really happy you just fucking killed it this week. Because I didn't. Uh, and it wasn't for lack of trying, because I did. It's just a matter of so many ideas that I couldn't figure out how to flesh out, basically. Which is why this week I'm doing two things. Firstly, I would like to reveal um, how the sausage gets made, as it were, because I'm going to read out my notes for what I thought about writing about. Oh, God. But, yeah, I uh, I blew ass last week, so I feel like I really had to come back hard. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'm about to blow enough ass for both of us. My first idea, Teenage Yoda? Because people like Baby Yoda. <laughs> so, like, a Saved by the Bell sitcom, but with Teenage Yoda? Teenage Mutant Ninja Grogu. Teenage Mutant Ninja Grogu. Um, then how, uh, maybe a story about Boba Fett surviving the Sarlacc pit. That would be fun. Uh, one, another backdoor pilot episode, but it's secretly a backdoor pilot for Space Frasier or Spacier. I'm not sure what I would have done with that. <laughs> oh, baby, I hear the force call. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, well, you know what? This show did great by taking a beloved character and making it baby. So what if baby Shrek? What if baby Shaq? What if, and then I just wrote, hello, hello, Mr. Edge. My name is Darius de Wumble Grouch de Turd. Do Wumble, and I'm taking down the money point. Uh, I wrote no, a show not, about. No, no, no. We're going back. <laughs> we're not. We're going Hello? right back to that. And it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you live in that moment for another little while longer. It's money plane, but Rugrat style. <laughs> like Darius the Rumble Grouch is Angelica, Tommy is Edge, and then the rest of the crews I've forgotten are the rest of the babies, and they have to take down I don't know some sort of toy plane that Angelica stole that she loved. It's a piggy bank that's shaped like a plane. And they're trying to get enough money to buy ice cream for it. Fuck you. I don't have to live in this space. 
Yeah, you do. No. You, have to li- you have to live in this completely unrelated to the Mandalorian in any way space because you did this. It's baby. <laughs> it's money plane, but baby. Uh, a show explaining how the shitty Han Solo survived and then went on maybe to like join the Space Marines. Wait, I've already written this show and it's called Deviant. Uh, I wrote, uh, <laughs> these were my favorites. I didn't have any idea beyond just new character names for Star Wars characters. And those include Chunk Justice, <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm, and uh, my personal favorite, Chumbawamba Tub Thumpin, <laughs> is my favorite Star Wars character. I uh, hope you know I'm filing these away as fake uh, FBI names for our other show. <laughs> I'm Chumbawamba Tub Thumping. Welcome to the weird. Um, the the Mandalorian, but with Ugandan knuckles, because I know it's a racist, terrible meme, but God, I love Ugandan knuckles. Uh, hey, what if Yoda grew up and Mandalorian was real jaded and like yells at Yoda? I'm just trying to make it Rick and Morty Mandalorian. I don't know, man. And that's it. That's my ideas that I had this week. Which is why instead, I want to not do fan fiction, but fan art. I want to do a fan art tournament real quick, and I'm going to need your help to determine who wins. Because I'm on the website called Just Two Things, which is a website... Where this this will play great on our our audio oh, podcast. No, believe me, I'll include the links. I'll include a link to just two things in the in the description so people can look at these if they want to. But essentially, the plot of this website is where people inappropriately mash up two pieces of IP, and all of these are Baby Yoda related. So starting up here, it is. <laughs> To describe it for our audience, it's Baby Yoda holding a three-leaf clover in a leprechaun hat with Whole Foods in the background. I don't know why these get mashed up. Versus... (laughs) Oh, oh, no. (laughs) Megan, would you like to describe this one for the audience? It's the Joker baby Yoda. Well, no, yeah, it's the baby Joker. It's baby Yoda dressed as Joker in what is an inappropriately well, like, inked and drawn portrait. So in our first round, who wins? Irish Whole Foods Yoda or Joker Yoda? Capitalism or... Or a society. Society. I, we do be living in a society. Yeah, I think Baby Yoda Joker goes through. Now, up next, we've got... <laughs> Whoa! That, that's Hellraiser Grogu. What the fuck? It's Baby Yoda is Hellraiser. It is... It's sculpted. It's surprisingly well done. Yeah, again, this is... Yeah, it is a sculpture, and it's art artfully constructed. I hate this. And now... <laughs> Why is it? It's the same. It's the same fucking Irish. Oh, but also now he's high and he's holding a bong. It's it's Baby Yoda in front of a pot leaf that, if you look closely, is made of multiple pot leaves, and it says "Kiss me, I'm Irish." I hate this. This I, this is t- a toughie for me because 
God, that's such a well-sculpted Hellraiser Yoda, but kiss me, I'm Irish. Kiss me, I'm Irish wins just because it's it's nonsense. It's nothing. It's <laughs> like it was it was made by like a, a generator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I can't wait to see your face. <laughs> For our listeners, Megan's face has gone stoic to a point where I think their their camera may have froze. What are you looking at? It's Joe Exotic, but it's it's Grogu. <laughs> it's so powerful and beautiful. Like the other ones have clearly looked like a generator made them. This is artfully designed. This is a beautiful. Joe, Joda, baby Jody, Joda exotic, ba- baby, baby Joda exotic. Yeah, and then versus, he's gonna be a tough one. He is a tough customer to beat down, but against him, it's <laughs> oh wow, motherfucker! All right, it's a t-shirt with baby, uh, with like fucking Grogu, baby Yoda, whatever. He's dressed as Harry Potter. He's wearing a fucking mask, like a coat, like a face mask. And it says, what, destroy the COVID-19 virus. (laughs) That's not just two things. That's like four things. (laughs) It's so powerful. Actually, no, by the way, it's not Harry Potter. That is a Hufflepuff scarf, meaning it's even nerdier than that. If I saw someone wearing this in the street, I don't think I would be able to stop myself from punching them in the throat. The caption says, I want someone to come to my house and throw me out of my window and into a garbage can. God, this one's a tough... That's really hard because uh, hand-drawn, like, Copic marker fucking Joe Exotic Grogu, like, the mind that drew that is, (laughs) is deeply, deeply disturbed. But also the computer, the computer algorithm that created that T-shirt <laughs> needs to be set on fire. Like, like that 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 computer is one day going to be like the fucking uh, ship from Event Horizon. <laughs> God, I don't know. I ah, uh, I think I'm more afraid of the T-shirt. I think destroy the COVID nineteen virus is our winner here. Yeah. Poor Joe Exotic, baby Yoda. I know. I know. In in any other competition, Joe Exotic, baby Yoda. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! That's what Where it's... did you? F- <laughs> it's got baby Yoda in a separate type of wizard hat, just like a like a almost a Halloween witch's hat. And it says, I googled my symptoms. Turned out I just need to go work at Waffle House. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. This is like those fucking shirts where it's like, don't mess with me. I'm a I'm a registered uh, like I'm a fucking... registered nurse. I've got a husband that loves me and I like meat and guns. <laughs> No, no. See, that's that 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 might actually be a thing where it's like, don't mess with me. I'm like a, a registered podiatrist, <laughs> and my horse has ED. 
<laughs> also, by the way, Yoda is holding a tiny Waffle House sign, and if that wasn't enough, the Waffle House logo is plastered behind baby wizard Yoda. So is this just a thing? Like, neither of us can ever be on our A-game in the same episode. Like, <laughs> one of us has to be firing on all cylinders, and the other one just has to be like, and I brought you something from hell. <laughs> Well, let's, let's, we're about to find out the final participant in this tournament. Oh, I just remembered what it is. <laughs> yeah, honestly, at this point, like, Baby Yoda Frieza is, is nothing to me. It's literally no It's just a mashup of Frieza and Baby Yoda, and it's like, okay, that doesn't, you know... Compare that's that's fine based on what we've seen. So yeah, that's baseline. That Wa does that Waffle does House, nothing. Waffle House Baby Yoda loses. All right, we're on to our semifinals now. Poor Baby Yoda Frieza got no respect because it had to follow all the bullshit we've been up to now. All yeah, right, too late. Too late in the game. All right, let let's rush in to get to the finals. Joker Baby Yoda <laughs> versus <laughs> Kiss Me I'm Irish Baby Yoda. Ah. Uh. God, Damn. That Joker baby Yoda is so good. It is. Kiss Me I'm Irish is disturbing and confusing. And why why is Baby Yoda both Irish and has a bong? But <laughs> the, the 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 photorealism yeah. of, of Grogu Joker Baby Yoda is just so unsettling. Alright. Now is it destroy the COVID-19 virus or I Googled my symptoms? Turned out I just need to go work at Waffle House. Okay, so this is tough because I Googled my symptoms. Turns out I just need to go to uh, work at Waffle House is clearly spat out by an AI generator. Like this was not made by a human mind. <laughs> yeah. This was made by a robot. Smash the coat or crush or whatever the fuck the COVID-19 virus, Harry Potter, baby Yoda. That still could have been made by a human. That's just cynical enough to have been made by a human person. I don't know. It's from one of those websites that, like, clearly stole this art from somewhere and smashed it together. So this one may also be AI. Oh, I yeah, don't... but that I'm saying that art, the art of Baby Yoda dressed as a <laughs> wizard with a little masky mask, like, that person did make that. Yeah. Oh, man. My symptoms say I need to go work at Waffle House was not a <laughs> sentence constructed by man. <laughs> and I can't decide which upsets me more. I think I, I'm going for Waffle House. You got to be the deciding <laughs> factor here. Because, like, the, the, the cynicism of man or the batshitness of, of just... I, th I think it's also just because of how... Destroy the COVID-19 virus, baby Yoda wizard, is well-constructed. This one has 50 different fonts on it. It's got multiple... Well, because that, that's how those shirts roll. They always have to have at least 50 different fonts. I, I, I'm in love with it. I'm in love with how bad it is. <laughs> I love motorcycles, Florida... And my husband's erectile dysfunction. <laughs> I'm a piss man. I love piss. My wife is made of piss. I got drink piss. 
I, I'm sorry. While you were looking away, I closed out of it. I'm sorry. Waffle House wins. Waffle right. House wins. So our Waffle, fin- Waffle House wins. Our finalist in the worst Baby Yoda mashup, most powerful, cynical, amazing Baby Yoda mashup is hyper realistic watercolor Joker Yoda. Or I called my symptoms. Turned out I need to work at Waffle House, Baby Yoda. Oh, I mean, when you put those two things together. Uh, I don't know, because, like, I Googled my symptoms, Yoda. Like, I, I've already made a ca- my case for that one, but. Oh, I found the I found the good shirt that I keep thinking of. Okay, I, I screenshotted long ago because <laughs> I sent it to my brother, which is these titties are protected by a smoking hot crazy plumber and he'll punch you in the throat. <laughs> And it is like 12 different fonts. God. Also, there's skeleton hands grabbing where the tits would go. (laughs) Shit. I think it's gotta be ugly, baby. Yoda Joker. I don't... Really? More than I googled my symptoms and it turns out I need to just go work it. That's the thing. You know what gets me? It's not that I need to go to Waffle House. It's I need to go work at Waffle House. (laughs) Yeah. God, this one's a tough one. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like, you know, what would make it better if I just need I just needed to go and get some waffles at Waffle House. It's like, no, I need to work at Waffle House. I think you need to put these up. I think you need to put up a poll for our listeners. on Yeah, Twitter. I I'm think a... they need to be the ultimate deciders. OK, go to go to our Twitter account. And in fact, this will be this will be a week. <laughs> We're recording this like a week before this episode comes out. So I'm going to put it on the fun fiction Twitter account, retweet it. And I will edit in what the result of the poll is, what you people decided after this. So I know I said it was just going to be me coming back, but no, I had to bring Megan in. This is future Scotty and future Megan just coming to say, hey, what the (laughs) fuck, you freaks? We came here from the future to warn you, to warn you all that you're freaks. (laughs) Audience, audience, it's about to pack your freaks. We've come to war. It's about about your kids, audience. They're going to be freaks just like you. Because we, I set up the poll last night. I I did a one-day poll, and within that day, until literally an hour ago, Waffle House Baby Yoda <laughs> decimated, absolutely destroyed. And my favorite is the fact that Joker Baby Yoda does look like he knows. <laughs> he knows he's losing. Yeah, no, he does. He, he had this look like it's like, mm, we, we do live in a society, though. <laughs> <laughs> the end. He's gotten three votes in the past hour, two of which we know are from co-hosts on another super secret project that I think we've already mentioned. So whatever. Wait, wait. I I know I know who was the other one. Oh, it was yeah. One was Charles. Who was the other one? Nancy has voted okay. as well. So, so Charles and Charles... Nancy and the one, the only, the so before the two of them. Uh, gave Baby Yoda, Grogu, Joker his two pity votes, the one single vote he had the entire time. 
And I've already told you, but I am 110% positive that vote must have come from none other than Pedro Pascal himself. Who you did, who you did tag in it. <laughs> yeah, Pedro showed up and said, you know what? I'm going to give the little guy his, give him his due. Look at him. Oh, God. Well, back to us in the past, I guess. But holy shit, y'all. That, that was my back to the past noises. <laughs> Oh, well, congratulations, Waffle House Baby Yoda. We fucking hate you. Bye. <laughs> we hate you so much. <laughs> and we're back. Well, congratulations, Baby Joker Yoda or the other one, Waffle House Yoda. <laughs> you did it. We're so proud of you. And or horrified. <laughs> but now Megan we fixed the Ma- you fixed the Mandalorian and it's now time to move on to next week and it's been a while since I picked and I wanted to return with a banger so I wanted to return with a story about a boy you see Megan he was just 14 when his parents built a very strange <laughs> machine it was designed to view a world and scene he's gonna catch him all cause he's Danny Phantom gotta catch him all cause he's Danny Phantom I, I, I'm I so excited, but also I am aware next week will be nothing but us just like, and when he first woke up, he realized he had so white hair and glowing green eyes. He's a phantom. <laughs> it's going to be that, and then we get tired of singing and just take a break to be like, hey, Butch Hartman. Fuck you! Y- yep, y- you took the words right out of my mouth. I was literally just to say, uh, about to say, like, it's going to be, like, 40% theme song, 60% dunking on Bush Hartman. 100% <laughs> concentrated power of will. <laughs> but until then, Megan, where could people find you on the internet? They can find me, uh... Do, doing what I do best, which is talking about Pedro Pascal's DILF energy <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Jesus. Uh, hey, you know what? Actually, it's, it's you know, it's been a minute. I'm due, actually. I'm due to thirst tweet about Pedro Pascal. I'm past due, quite oh, frankly. Yeah, easily. <laughs> It's been, it's been a minute. Um, it's been one week since I thirsted over Pedro Pascal and his baby. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and I do that at Megan Danger. That's where you could see some of that. Wait, is it, is it Megan Danger now or is it Meg? Oh, underst- no, no, sorry. It's at Meg underscore. I'm all turned around thinking about Pedro Pascal. It's at Meg underscore Danger. It's very important. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Meg- Megan. Da- I don't know what at Megan Danger is. I don't know if they thirst tweet about Pedro Pascal. I <laughs> probably not. At Megan Danger. What you think about that Pedro Pascal? And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And you can check out all the other podcasts at aloadofpurebs.com. There's Sammy Magic, which finally came back after I took an inappropriately long hiatus. And I put a wrestling match in there because I'm that bitch. If you ever wanted to see Harry Potter pile drive the snitch to the ground off of his broomstick and break both of his arms, check out the mini adventures of Sammy Magic. Pile drive the COVID-19 virus. (laughs) I pile drive the virus. It turns out I just need to go work at Waffle House. (laughs)
Thank you to Best Day for music. <laughs> Just, you know, generally, but also specifically the one that plays at the beginning and end of our podcast. If you're about that, you can check out his other music at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day or by going on to Spotify or Apple Music and searching up Best Day. And of course, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. It would mean the world to us if you would help us out. And I've actually came up with some ideas for our own special show we could put up on Patreon, but we need to talk about that not live on the air. Secrets <laughs> and pick up that good, good Hawk Bobaduk merch at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Should we make a Baby Yoda Hawk Bobaduk shirt? Yes! Yes! <laughs> you did it! You breathed it into the world! We have to do it! Mandalorian Baby Yoda Hawk Bobaduk merch! <laughs> Say it. Say on Twitter that you want it, and then Scotty has to do it. We've got to figure <laughs> that's it how, out. That's how it happens. <laughs> Scotty's under a witch's curse, where <laughs> if you say on Twitter that you'll spend money on it, they have to make it. It would be like Baby Yoda holding a bong, wearing Quicksilver's costume, and his ears would be pointed up, so it looks like the Quicksilver earwings, and then it would have to say something that makes absolutely no sense. It just would say Hawk Babadook. Uh, no. That already makes no fucking sense, and it wouldn't be promoting our show in any <laughs> meaningful way whatsoever. It would say, I'm a Babadook. I, I, I eat podcast shit dreams, and I've got a hot-ass wife. And I've got a work at Waffle House. <laughs> My name's the <laughs> I'm a Papa Duck. I work at the Waffle House. I spit guns. <laughs> I spit guns and eat venom. I love my podcasts and I love my wife. I love I love I love my podcast, my wife and my Jesus in that order. I love I love my dad Pedro Pascal and I love my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs>